If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, I'm Ayana. And I'm Delilah. We are the non-corporate girls. We're the 9 to 5 and 5 to 9 me. Our podcast is a digital diary where we share our journey of being corporate professionals and entrepreneurs for the doers, creators, and believers. So are you non-corporate? Tune into the next episode. Hey everyone, it's your girl Ayana and we're back with episode 85. Hey y'all, it's Delilah and the title of this episode is It's Never Too Late for Change. Yes. And it's so funny how we came up with that episode title. We got to give it, um, send some love to Carla because literally as we're talking in our group chat um, about all these changes that are happening, it was one of those things that's like, it's never too late for change. It sure isn't. And um, I guess I'll start off because it actually prompts my positive note and why yeah. that discussion even came into play. So I have like an exciting super win for, for all of us, honestly, um, that happened earlier this week. Um, shout out to Ayana, actually, because I don't even know how th- this conversation came about because we hadn't spoken about it um, like we did. But like the details weren't until I think Monday. And right. then um, she had mentioned reaching out to her employer about Juneteenth and teaming up with a coworker, like just to express how important this recognition should be. And on Monday, mind you, I was off. I was off from work. I had a half a day. So when the email came in from the founder and CEO of my company um, with like updates, every month we have town halls about how the company is um instilling different practices and and breaking down systemic racism so an update was sent about like the actionable things that have taken place and i read the email and i was compelled at that point to respond even though i was off i was like sending an email about juneteenth and kind of um broke it down why we should incorporate it and acknowledge it and like literally within a day, I was responded to. I think that same day I was responded to with like, mm-hmm. this is going to be brought up to be um, discussed with like the board and we'll get back to you within like the very day after that. Um, an email was sent directly to me thanking me for like proposing that idea and um, how it was inspiring. And then they sent an email to the company at large of implementing Juneteenth as a national holiday that we will observe in the company starting this year, starting tomorrow. Yeah. So amazing. Right. Yeah. It's never too late for change. Me personally, I've never really celebrated Juneteenth. um, And 
I seen a post that said like, you know, they shouldn't be shaming on just because something wasn't given the proper acknowledgement in previous years doesn't mean it's not important now. Like part of our history has been erased, which is why it hasn't been given the importance. But everything does happen for a reason and all the events and everything that has been happening um, in the world has really shed light on a lot of things and helping people to share information and just seek out knowledge through different um, in different ways. And so I feel like what better year to celebrate it and and continue celebrating celebrating it here on out um, than now. Yeah, absolutely. And like even Cuomo said it too, right? Like he, he was did. Like, like I mean, I just think that I agree with everything you said, and I think that um yeah, like I haven't been someone who celebrated it often either. Like I think I even like heard about it like a couple of years back or recognized it rather a couple of years back, but um. Yeah, I think that um, it's important that this is being acknowledged across the board from a lot of companies. Um, whether it's authentic or not is left up to be debatable. But, you know, I am I am happy that it's being recognized. And I'm really, really happy that, you know, you took this step and you did what you did. And I'm actually, I mean, not surprised, but like it's it's sad that like you were the one to do this in your company and no one else did like you were the one to prompt this. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like it was a conversation or people were thinking about it, but the fact that you were able to like do that and they acknowledge that is, um, it's, it's just, it's just really nice. It's really nice to to feel that way and know that you're acknowledged, you know? Yeah. Just to see like, um, my company, I've, I've been very proud to work with them and they just keep on proving like I made a, a great choice in, in being a part of this company. And um, it's just crazy because, you know, you see these other companies like waiting for somebody to make the first move, you know? And it's just like, instead of being the pioneer in something, and by all means, there were other companies that were speaking of it. Like, I think Twitter and Facebook already had implemented it. Well, Twitter and Square, yeah. Or Twitter and Square, right? So it was just like, it was an unofficial thing at this prior to like Como making an announcement or whatever. Um, it was more on a case by case and each business taking um, their own, their own action. Yeah, exactly. So I'm glad that for me, it seemed genuine before the wave, even though it had to be prompted, but once it was made aware of um, something was done. Yeah, absolutely. And um, just to like piggyback off of that, so my positive note as well is that um, me and a coworker were speaking about this. And the reason why that got started was because I did see the article where Twitter and Square announced that they were um, making this a company holiday, et cetera. And I literally sent it to my coworkers in a group chat. Um, and then I sent it to one of my, I sent it to my coworkers in the group chat and that prompted me and my other coworker to start talking about it. And then it was just one of those things where she was just like, you know, we need to send this to leadership, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, like, and, and that's how the whole email crafting came along. And we were really happy that we sent it to them and they acknowledged it as well. And then they already told us that they had already, they were thinking of this, like this was in conversation and this only like helped them like, you know, move forward. Like this is needed, this, we need to do this. And then, and then like the next day or two 
the same thing where they were like, we're making this like a company holiday, et cetera, et cetera. So that was really cool to see because it was almost like, you know, we've been, we're all talking, we're all listing out, we're having all these forms, we're listing out everything that is not okay. And this is how you're showing up as a company. And then to see that, so that this is an immediate action they could take in the fact that they, both companies took it is, um, it's just like, it's just, it gives you hope for like what's to come, you know? Absolutely. So, um, so that, so that's definitely a positive note for me. And then another positive note I kind of have that like kind of ties to that is just like, um, just the little things that bring you joy throughout the day, because I know, and I know you've seen a lot of posts too, where it's kind of like, everyone's like, you got to kind of step back and like take some self care time, make sure you're finding things to bring you joy because there's so much heavy things happening that it's like you literally have to like force yourself to find those moments, you know? And and not feel guilty about them. Exactly. Yes, for sure. And it's just like, and it's hard, right? It's hard because it's like, there's so much action to be taken. It's like, we are, we are taking action in so many ways, but it's like, you know, you got to feel yourself first before you can like feel anybody else. So I think that I've been, I've been recognizing that this week in particular, and Mm -hmm. I've actually been like listing out like in my journal, um, these like bright moments of joy. So that's been like interesting, like in a retrospective kind of way or introspective kind of way rather. That's that's solid. It's real and it's necessary. So I hope everybody is doing the same to find their moment, whatever that is. Exactly. Everything that fuels you. And speaking of fueling, um, jumping into a hustle spirit, um, something that I know fuels you, D, is being a mentor for people and like helping people like rise up. So you want to tell everybody about your event you're going to be on? Yeah. So next week, Saturday, by the time this post on Monday, you guys would be able to still um, be in time to register for this event, which is happening on Saturday, June 27th. Um, It's the New York Coalition of 100 Black Women. Um, Shout out. It's a virtual role model program that basically was in person prior, but um, a few friends of mine, they didn't want these young women to miss the opportunity and knew how important it was. And because the people in charge of it are um of an older generation and they i guess they just didn't think of um utilizing a digital space to still have it so shout out to tequila white um and raven robinson and they basically worked together to to create it to be a virtual um a virtual day for for all young women um and also it kind of expands the reach because I think when it was being done, it was only kind of limited to people in in that region and probably just New York City, honestly. So now um, there's more access for more people to be involved. I'll be holding a panel on mastering the art of um, the second conversation. Carla will be moderating a panel called Do It For The Gram. And so exciting. It's really exciting. I'm really exciting. Um, Actually, if... The Mastering the Art of the Second Conversation, I believe that's the marketing panel I'm on. I'm actually having also my own master class, which is on um, consist- on consistency. Um, so you guys should definitely check that out. I kind of confused myself. So I'm doing two panels. One I'll be speaking and one I'll be like leading. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. Wait, so I need to, I think I, I need to sign up for the other one then. 
I thought if you signed up for for it, like you just have access and you kind of go to your schedule accordingly. Um, yes, you do. But I like bookmark you and Carla's times. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. So I have one is at 1 p.m. and the other one is at like 3, 3 p.m. Okay. So everybody, y'all, by the time this drop on Monday, y'all need to go ahead and RSVP for this yes. event. And all the information is on hoppin.to backslash events backslash 2020 role model program. We'll, of course, link it. A post will be going out on social media to promote and all the details will be there. So Amazing. So, and, and also like just, I mean, this is such an incredible thing, obviously, because no matter what, like it's, we always need to amplify all voices and especially, um, our youth, you know, like just helping them and like giving them that direction. Um, but I really love how, like, just on social media and everything, like there's so many people amplifying black voices, amplifying brown voices, people of color, all kinds of things Mm -hmm. happening. Um, and you know, we've been tagged in a couple of things, which, um, it's not surprising, but surprising at the same time, because it's like, you know, we're like podcast first, merch second. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's always a reminder every time we're tagged, like, oh my God, we do have some dope merch. So I just wanted to like set a reminder for everyone that, um, you got to check out, you got to continue, first of all, you got to continue to support these black businesses, continue to support Mm -hmm. these brown businesses and continue to support non-corporate girls. And you can check out our capsule collection on imadigitalrebel.com and um, show us some love. You know, we want to see people rocking our stuff. Yes. And just really quickly for um, the virtual role model program, I think it's also so important because now that we've been social distancing and kids are schooling from home. And so the examples of what they see and can relate to is so limited to just their space. So being able to hear from other people who look like them, who sound like them um, and see what they're doing in the world, it could kind of help to that aspiration of I can do that, too. Um, so that's so important in, and and then in retrospect, like, um, supporting black and brown businesses is the same thing. Like now is the time to show up for our community, for our people. I seen a meme today that kind of like blew me out of the park and it, it says something along the lines, like, um, it's not that black businesses are more expensive is that you're not used to, um, you're not used to you're not used to purchasing from a brand that that is oh you're not used to purchasing products that weren't weren't created by means of slavery wow yeah i was like whoa that is real That's so a lot. Yeah. it is today i posted on my insta stories um literally a post that someone shared about many of the brands many of the brands that we love and support they're in my household as we speak um that they're companies that use prison labor and i'll just name the first five that are on here bounty paper towels thai laundry detergent temp packs tampons always febreze charmin gain swiffer wet jet products all of these products or maybe if not from that brand let's say you know bounty is the brand and bounty makes several products one or two products in their line are created using prison labor. And there's a whole list. Like you guys, That's like intense. 
almost all of them we recognize. If we don't recognize them, it's maybe because they're regional and they're in another state or whatever the case. Um, but it's just mind boggling, like how we don't even realize that we support the systems in place. Like we actually help them thrive. And yeah, that's not I our mean, intention. It's not our yeah, intention. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you doing so, you're you're not realizing what like the whole the whole process is. Right. Like the the story behind it. And it's like if you could support that, you could definitely support black and brown businesses. Absolutely. I mean, it's why we need to support them because if we're talking about defunding the police and we're we're talking about we don't support um the next basically involvement of slavery, which is prison, then we just need to be more aware and cognizant. And, you know, not everybody knows that I, I knew to an extent, but it's just so like, like muddled with so many layers that is just a whole new way of life we need to embark on at this point. It's insane. It's also like really insane that like, like all these, all these like posts and things going on and articles and stuff about like supporting black and brown businesses. And it's just like, there are so many black and brown businesses that people had no idea about. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, why is that? Like what, like entrepreneurs are, there's a high percentage of entrepreneurs. There's a high percentage of black and brown people literally creating businesses. And like, it's just like under the rug, like people just don't know. And I, I think I saw a post recently about someone comparing like different brands, like, you know, obviously you're, you, instead of buying tampons, you can buy the honeypot, like just Mm -hmm. comparing all the brands, like similar to what you said. And there's, there's, there's an alternative. There is, yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. that, Like we, we just got to do a little bit more work to look for it. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. We got to do more work. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's insane. It is insane. And it's a little bit comes from whether we want to see it or not. Like, there's some level of um not entitlement but like we are privileged too mm-hmm. you know there's just certain things um that we have easy easy access to and we even speak about it when we go to other places and how people spike speak so highly of new york city because everything's so accessible 24 7 once you go to another town and you don't have those same like commodities it's like you're you almost don't know how to function in, in a world that doesn't offer you these things. Oh, yeah. I would literally, like, as someone said it today on this forum I was on for my job, and she was like, um, we're all privileged in our own way. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, we're here having, like, and I, I say this all the time to, like, me and my friends. We're like, oh, whenever we're like, oh, we can't get our nails or whatever. Like, this is first world problems. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, let's think about when we go to other countries that people who do not have access to a lot of things. So, right. you know, I feel you. It's, it's cringy to me. Like, I haven't mentioned and just I've been conscious to not mention because right now getting my nails done and my eyebrows <laughs> really does not fucking matter. And I cringe when people are, like, talking about... They can't wait for that to open, knowing like the reason why they're even closed to begin with, and everything else that's more important. I I can't, and it's people that I know, and it's I don't I don't know. I just don't have a, I can't swallow it. 
but it's but it's but it's but see and and that's and I feel you because it there is a moment right there's a moment where you're like mm-hmm. damn like this is the priority kind of or not the priority but this is the thought but it's also like at the end of the day like we we also are human you know we also have mm-hmm. to live our lives we also want to do things and feel things that we know that make us feel good and it's like it's one of those things that's kind of not like a balance but like it is. We can't yeah. we gotta we, we we gotta have grace and we can't shame people for like trying to be, you know, because right. we're all trying to be. <laughs> I guess somebody um gave a good explanation which helped me like retract some of my anger, which was if you go into people's page and all they're talking about is those things, then that's problematic. But like if they are trying to have the conversations about what's important and in the mix of that also wanting to get a manicure or, or, you know, speaking Mm -hmm. of something that's more not like, um, you know, priority, whatever, um, then, you know, you can have grace, but like if literally all you're talking about because you're trying to drown out the reality of things, then maybe that's, that's where my issue probably comes in more. I mean, yeah, no, I think it's, it's a valid thought. I think, I mean, and it's hard because I can't, it's it's hard. I feel you because I can't imagine like going to someone's page or or at least in the past couple of weeks and not seeing anything related to anything going on in the world. Like that's a given for me, like in all the like the pages I follow. But mm-hmm. I guess I could see what it would feel like if you you're actively on social media and you're not really seeing anyone talking about anything going on in the world and what that could feel like. So I get that completely. But um, there was this article on Exo Nicole that this girl wrote, and I can't remember her name, but she was like, the article was like, let's stop shaming people. And I read it and I was like, yo, this is so true because it's like, like what we're talking about now, like finding that balance. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there are people who may not be as vocal on social media, may not be posting things and doing all this. And they may be like handling things in their own way, or they may be thinking about other things. And it's just kind of like, everyone has the right to feel and do and think how they would like and and to cope with things the way they can. And like we as a society, it's like if we don't feel like people are moving in our wavelength, then we were already shaming them, you know? And I thought I thought her angle and perspective was was interesting. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes total sense. I mean, I know at one point or another, like in any instance, we're going to have to check ourselves. I know me personally, yeah. because I have to have patience. Not everybody is like, like you said, on the same wavelength or, you know, everything, everything is not right and wrong. It's just like time and place or when and where. Yeah. So crazy. So many layers to it though. Yes, ma'am. So, and speaking of layers and jumping into off the record, um, super, super, such a win for the Supreme Court to rule that DACA recipients can continue to live and work in the United States yes, for now. I can't believe like this is this whole thing has been so crazy with DACA and like the fact I believe that um let me see on Dreamers roadmap IG they posted that um this is going to be postponed until after the election in November. Wow. So, you know, like the the police can't round up like any more like the 700,000 young immigrants like Mm -hmm. right now or anything and people can kind of live their lives and it's just kind of like like that's amazing but they really need to like make this law (laughs) um yeah and just shout out to those kids like some of them are older now some of them are still young who are literally just fighting through trying to find their way and who have contributed so much 
so much to so our much. world um, for them to fear that at any moment they could just be stripped of the thing that all they know because they don't all even they know, know where they're from. Like, you know, right. um, they were here. They were born here. They, they, are, they are of us. So it's just um, it's crazy to, like, live your, your life still fearing. And hopefully that ceases to exist and they can, you know, feel um, safer from this news. But I think it's still a fight that will continue. Oh, absolutely. And I do hope with the momentum that's happening now, like in, in I feel like, like with the change momentum for all these different things that are being changed, I hope that this is one of them, you know, like this falls into that. Like every the, the, the fact of the matter is the world is everyone has known it didn't work. So it's like mm-hmm. we now need to make these changes for good like this. There needs to be improvement across the board, like for good. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I hope that this is one of them. Agreed. So um, yesterday I tuned in to um, Blackness and Latinx Week organizations panel. Did you did you join? I did. I, I was going to say I didn't know you joined. I was all up in those comments. First of all, I did not see. I I was in the comments. I mean, I was reading the comments, and I didn't see you. So I was like, I I feel like Delilah's on this, but like I don't see her because that's yes. why I know you want it through the comments. I did not see. I did yes. not see your comments. I was there from the very beginning. Me and my sister were both on it, and I even gave a shout out to one of your sorors in the comments. Um, when they were saying to shout out people on the front lines, and I'll shout her out again. Um, she's from my she she pledged in Newport. I think. Carlene Pinto is Spring 07. Mm-hmm. And she has been doing the work grassroots, raising money. And um, yeah, you guys should follow her. Um, she She's so well-versed. And she has been in the activism, activism realm since when For we were in college. Time. Yeah, when a we were in college. Time. So yeah, she's been about this life. So I gave her a shout out. And um, that conversation was amazing. It was. And you know what? So I was telling, I was like, I wish they would have asked me to be part of this. But then, but I was like, oh, obviously they wouldn't because my sorority is not Latinx. My sorority is multicultural, even though sometimes it feels like Latinx. (laughs) So I was Um, like. I think they would have still asked you guys because it was, it was an array of sororities. It was not even only Latinx sororities. No, I know. That's true. And they're going to have, they need to have more. This needs to be a series. People said it. I agree. I mean, Janelle was a part of this. I feel like they reached out to people that were like sitting on their national boards. Um, And it was just kind of something that like people knew people and they just connected the first people that they knew. All great people, but who stood out for me? Yeah. Who stood out for me was the sister of Sigma Lambda Upsilon. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you pronounce her name Isani's. Um, Hold up. Is. From Woke Foods, uh, right? Yeah. Isanet? Isanet. Isanet. Yeah. Isa. Yeah, I was calling her Isa. So. She spoke to every fiber of my being. And I really resonated with her on so many levels. And it, it was just crazy. For me, what stood out was just like, I definitely have been sanctioned by my sorority for petty ass shit. And it's just one of those things where like, you want to be involved and I committed to this for a lifetime and I know exactly why I joined my organization and all these things and the very reasons why my sorority was created and most of ours were sorority was from some type of oppression 
But as I've grown and I see the full spectrum and just so many things to shed a light to, like the very things that we're trying to dismantle are kind of like what we impose through our processes and stuff. And it's kind of still like that systemic oppression to some level that we are regurgitating in some way. And so like if what sororities are meant to be um, like truly, like I feel like there's a some type of dismantling that needs to happen internally among them. Anyways, like we we would need to oh, change a, things. A fact, a, so many things, mm-hmm. so many things need to be broken down and rebuilt within all sororities. Um, and so many, and that's what I'm saying with the systemic racism, and mm-hmm. it, it's it's beyond corporations. It's beyond yeah. education. Like there's so many things that when you start looking at how things operate, they come from some leg of systemic oppression, whether it's not directly from the white man. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we no, cause sure. these oppressions amongst each other in ways where like we almost still, we're still like idolizing or confirming that systemic racism. And that makes sense. Yeah, no, complete sense. It's like we're validating without trying to validate. Yes, yes. And I mean, you know, being a part of it and being in it, like, you don't see it. But then when you look at the grand scheme of things, and I'm telling you, what that girl was saying, it was just, like, amazing. No, she was, shout out to Isanet Batista. She is the founder of Woke Foods. She's a freaking Um, farmer, y'all. She's a farmer. I know. So so I've seen her talk before and I can't remember where, but I I have not. I've totally seen her talk before. But um she was super dope. I think like I think everybody to some layer like resonated with me. Like I understood, like it was kind of like, yes, this is my story. I think I wanna say, um, did you have a sister on there, a cuss? Yeah, my um, national, Dama, right? Dama, she's our president. She goes into um, her term starting in August. Dama Santana, Spring 05, Rutgers University. One of my yeah, profiles. She was, she was super. She, I like everything she said. I was like, yes, like that's exactly how I feel or I felt. Like I, it totally resonated. And just hearing everyone's diverse stories just mm-hmm. makes you realize, like, one, you're not alone, but two, yeah. like, a lot of us wow. went through this. The same shit. The same shit. And this was like people that are listening. This was across five or six different, completely different organizations. Completely different. And over the span of many years. Of many years. And I think one of the key takeaways is that even within our own orgs, there's always like old school versus new school. The older Mm -hmm. sisters don't like the way new sisters do things. Like, you know, so when the change happens, it literally comes from the leadership trickling down to the bottom. Right. Or even I'm sure many of you who are in Greek life could validate that, um, the way certain sisters, um, go through the process is extremely different from other sisters, depending on region, depending on who, pledge you or all of these factors and so the experience changes from from pledge to pledge obviously even within a same line but things get validated depending on who has a certain merit in the organization or mm-hmm. or certain traditions. There's so many it's politics. There's so many politics. politics. Like people, and this is the funniest thing because it's like 
sororities and fraternities are governing councils. Like mm-hmm. the, the shit is like the White House. Like it's mad politics. And it's it just, is. like as it as it trickles down to year to year, generation to generation, mm-hmm. it, it's still the same. Hence your systemic point. <laughs> right. And I I love my organization. I'm a sister of Pipes Salon Sigma. Like we, I have been a sister since spring 06. And I'm proud of wh- the reason we were created and mm-hmm. and why I joined. But I do take things with a grain of salt of where improvements lie and need to happen just so that we could get to a better state and really go back to the core of why we began and, and not shift so far away from the things that are not important and really create that sisterhood and familiarity um, that for some, it's not always the case. You know, the experience should be that unique to everybody that it doesn't um, seem traumatizing because for some, it has been that. Unfortunately, it has been. And so how do we kind of go back to some form of healing or some form of like, I think it was Isa who said it, um, you know, bringing back the component of sisterhood where we're not like tearing each other down and coming together in a common goal. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I like agree with that completely. And the same thing, like when I joined, like when I joined my sorority and I'm, I'm part of music, my upsilon and I am Springle three. And when I joined, I remember joining because of sisterhood. Like that was the bond. Like that was the core of why I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. The way I felt was the core of why I wanted to do this. And I feel like years later now, it's kind of like, you know, that that that's still the core. But there are so many other things that are filtered in between that, that mm-hmm. makes me feel removed in a sense. Oh, and absolutely. I, I, I don't want to be removed, though. And it's like, and I, I appreciate yesterday's conversation because it just reminded me that, like, obviously there's more work to do, but, like, how am I going to step in and show up and like, you know, see if I can help this and what, what can I do with my yep, part? Yeah. Yep. Yesterday definitely gave me that same thing of like, you know what? I want to, I want to jump back in in, right. in a, like a real way, in a real in way, a real way, in an actionable way. It's like, yeah. and I, I feel like it was maybe Janelle that said this, but like, um, and shout out to Janelle Martinez, um, of Ain't I Latina. That's our friend. Um, she said something like, um, damn, what was she? I just lost my point. Um, she was like, you know, it, we, oh, we were the girls we were when we pledged are not the girls that we are now. And there's a, there's a level of self-awareness that we did not have before. And uh, on top of other things, but that really stood out to me because I'm like, no facts. That is true. And like what we have now, what are we going to do about that? How are we going to show up? So, Yeah. And the sister, um, who is a doctor, I think she's a PhD. Yes, Ari, make- Ari, Ariana. Wait, I'm gonna tell you her name right now. Doctor oh Ariana Curtis. Shout out to her. She was my first of all. She's half Panamanian, so hey. Yes, she is, and she was just saying a whole word. Like what she said was just. She um, was really giving facts. She was like, "This is what the data shows." <laughs> yeah, she she was a real one. She was a real one, and. I, I just liked um, her approach and like she came with the solutions. Like mm-hmm. let like this is how we can move forward. This is how we need to rectify and like let's be let's be real with what the actual issues are and not try to like you know sugarcoat anything. Like this right. is what the issue is and um, just because 
my sister actually wrote this in the comments. Like, it's okay if a purpose needs to change, right? Because the times we were serving then are not the times we're serving now. And so although we as old as we are, 40 years, but what, it's almost like a person. If you treat an org as a person, as it grows, what you need in year 10 is not what you need in year 40. Right. And and so changes can take, yes, at the very essence and core, we, we will not change um, our values, but just like maybe our approach and, and how we are showing up as an organization. And my last mm-hmm. thing that I want to bring up that I thought was amazing and, and challenging to, to address was the fact, um, again, Issa brought it up, um, supporting Black Lives Matter or um, Trans Lives Matter or any topic that's a little too political and, and not wanting it to be associated with your organization. And I thought that was huge because I did understand the point of like not getting ousted as um, like, you know, so that you're not identified. But the way she brought it up was not being um, mentioned as a part of an org because it's it's too risky. And I'm like, we was built because of risks. Like, you know, the reason we even exist is because we challenge the status quo and where the spaces we were not allowed to be. But in. I will say, but I will say that as people and things get older, they get less riskier. They take less chances. Yes. So it's not surprising that this is the same thing for our orgs, right? Like when building that adrenaline, that, that rush you feel, even starting being an entrepreneur, when yes. you first start out, you you starting, you're jumping in, you're taking risks. As your company grows, the liability, the, the feeling of what you have to lose takes over and those Ooh. risks get few and few. Speak on it because a lot of sisters have like disassociated once they started their families, once they became lawyers, once they became X, Y, and Z. And I feel like that's a disservice to the commitment that I'm sure they want to continue having to your point, but the factors in of what those liabilities are. So I think it's definitely another realm where work in progress and change needs to occur. But I'm so glad that there's a group of women and there's new members coming in who, who want that, that change and hopefully we can all um, achieve that. And like um, Ariana said, it doesn't have to be something that's publicized, right? Because our, our organizations are very sacred to us and right, we would never exploit, exploit them in any matter, but it's almost like a chin check. It it was a definite shock. And, you know, and even so, like, even you and me, like, we've talked about, we've talked about, and there may have been opportunities here and there where we can amplify our voice and our sororities as, as, as individuals, as a brand. And, like, I think we need to definitely step more into that, you know, as we move forward. Because I think there's, I think it's, it will be good for us, like you said, healing for us and, and, and what we can actually put out there. Agreed. Absolutely. That was real. <laughs> we definitely need more conversations like this. We definitely need to keep talking about it because what goes on in the the feelings and things that go on in, in Greek orgs is insane. So it yeah. is, and it mirrors it mirrors life. You know, it definitely mirrors life. I'm so glad that we was both in there so that we could speak on it because that would have been such a like disservice. Oh my gosh, such a disservice. I was like, oh my, whatever. Anyway, yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. 
So shifting gears a little bit, just getting into some music, which I feel like we haven't talked about in forever because things have been just so serious. But um, mm-hmm. Tiana Taylor, who I love, drops her album tomorrow called The Album on Juneteenth. And I'm here for it. I can't wait to listen to it. Yes, I've seen her little clips, her little rollout, including yes. her baby announcement. So I see cute, that. Right? Super cute. Um, and I see, I guess, Cardi B is on one of her tracks because they were like together in her launch party or some, something like that. Yes. And Cardi, Cardi looks so cute. I don't know if she's on a track or she was just supporting, but she looks so cute. Like I love the whole yellow. I, I, I thought it was so cool. Like the little, the, the listening party. Yes, it was. And speaking of Cardi, Cardi's Instagram over this quarantine has been what? off. Okay. Can we talk about this tattoo? Yeah, this tattoo and these piercings. Did you see her chest piercing? Yeah, and her lip piercing. She took it back to like circa two thousand and four, two thousand and three. Yeah, she pierced her bottom lip. I was like, "Oh, Cardi, you are (laughs) one of a kind." She cracks me. She is. Her tattoo is insane, and just her like the way she's been spending her time during quarantine. I've been living for it, like. Can we talk about culture? Like she's so and this cute. whole fit you seeing her like yes. old fit, like pride fit. I can't. Yes, I'm here for all of it. Yeah, <laughs> she's an ally for real. <laughs> and you know they start at such a young age. They do. She's the cutest. She is so cute. Um. Okay, so we're gonna get into hashtag. I mean hashtag. Oh yeah, hashtag obsessed with. I don't mm-hmm. know why I like said that. And um, this week's hashtag obsessed with is very, very dear to us. She is family. Um, And our hashtag obsessed with this week is none other than Carla Renee DuBose. She is our social media manager or social media visionary, rather. Um, And her official title really, though, is she's a digital digital visual storyteller for lots of some of your favorite brands. And she's obviously the visionary behind our social media for non-corporate girls since 2018. I had to dig that up. I I still can't believe it, and I I truly can believe it because Carla, like we fell in love with her from the moment we chatted with her, and in the these moment. two years, it felt like twenty years because we've experienced so much in this short time. Like we literally have grown together, had in friendships and in, in the brand, and um, seeing her growth, she's literally like little sis us away. Yeah. Okay, she is, yeah, she's little sis and her growth has been exponential. Like Carla's literally the seed we planted and has seen blossom. It's insane though. It's insane. Like we are so we it was just so interesting cuz like Carla like the value she brings to our brand and the value she the value she is as a person is something that you know you can't you can't buy. And just to like have her as part of the team, have her as family, um, it just means the world to us. And I re- we really had to take a step back and be like, yo, Carla's the shit though. You know what I mean? And like, we know this, but like, she really is. <laughs> she, like, I can't really say, I, I don't even know. I feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> speechless. She has I, yeah, speechless. she does because she's just so awesome and like, um, humble and Carla, we could go on and on. And we give her her flowers in person constantly because she needs to know the greatness that she is. But we just letting y'all know. Exactly. 
we letting y'all know. And um, it has been a true honor um, for us to have her as part of the team and to know her as a dynamic individual. And we're even more excited because her, like I said, her blow up, her glow up has been exponential, but her growth and where she's going to go is out of this world. So people are not um, ready. we just hope we, we, we down for the ride. That's it. Yeah. People are not ready. People are not ready. I don't even think we're ready. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> so, um, you know, give show Carla some love as always because she is um she's she's a true visionary. Follow her on Instagram at Cree well, it's at C Renee Monet. So Cree Monet, <laughs> however you wanna say it, um, on Instagram. And um we just love her. So we had to shout her out as our this week's hashtag obsessed with, especially since this is our Last episode before we go on hiatus, right? Yes, we're taking a little break. A little break. I think we deserve it. Um. I do. I do think we deserve it. And we're going to, you know, our breaks are not real breaks. They're more just breaks from creating content. But we're we're still out here in the back, you know, in the background, making things happen, trying to come, well, not trying, but to come back um, always better than the last season. Absolutely. And... Just because we're on pause with the podcast doesn't mean we won't still be having rolling out some lunch and learns, IG taking the takeovers. So definitely like stay tuned to our Instagram cause and our newsletter. Sign up for our newsletter because that's where all the fun gets rolled out. So before we like wrap this up, we have to jump into let's talk about it. And our question today, um, from Delilah's lovely sister, who we love. <laughs> How can black and brown people hold businesses accountable in their approach for performative to authentic action? And I think that's such a great question. It is a great question. And it's um, literally what we've been kind of chatting about through this, um, me and Ayana, about like, you know, feeling overwhelmed with being turned to, to ask for our opinions and our insights and, it is going to be a little bit exhausting. And of course, it's not solely up to us, but there is going to be a learning curve with if we really want to see the changes, because a lot of these corporations, just in that example, because we're just keeping it to like one one part of the problem, um, they they don't know how to operate otherwise. So this is the first time that we're creating a new blueprint. And he's going to have to take all hands on deck. Um, and I know that is exhausting to us, but I think it's a part of the work that, that needs to be done. And I think when they we think of white people and we say, like, they need to do the readings and they need to do this. Yes, in that regard, totally. But when it comes to creating a new system, if we want to be included in that system, we need to be a part of that process. Right. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think that we need to level set our expectations as people who this affects, you know, because everyone is woke now, I guess, whatever you want to, however you want to describe it. And people are taking or saying they're going to take action. Some are taking action, but a lot of saying they're going to take action. And this is kind of what they want to see in three, in three months, six months, et cetera. I think as people, as employees, as people in the world, we kind of have to like level set what that looks like because any, any change is not easy. And we are literally trying to rectify a lot of shit 
over a, a large amount of time that has been in place, you know? So it's going to, mm-hmm. yes, it's going to take mindset. That's one thing. So the reading, the education, all that stuff. But then for these people to learn how to give us those seats at the table, learn how to listen to these voices that are being amplified and actually help make the right change is going to take some time. Absolutely. And I just think it's like if an analogy that works is, you know, when you're trying to get fit and live a healthy lifestyle. If you had years of eating garbage and living a different way, not sleeping well, um, just being reckless, to undo that, you can't do it in three to six months. Like it's going to take a lifetime change over the course of time and sustainability to continue in that same like healthy um, path or whatever. Yes. Sis, I love that you said sustainability and it's going to take that consistency. It's going to take that like constantly showing up, you know, like I, I know like I've been, I know you have as well, but we've been in forums with like just people talking about allyship and all this stuff across our work, our work, you know, processes. And it's like, you know, you can't, um, you can't unknow what you know for sure, but also like you have to choose to show up in this way. Because that you are now trying to unlearn a lot of things or recognize and and you know not have it be subconscious anymore. So you actually have to like make the effort, and and that takes time. It's we're all a work in progress. It takes time, but like, how are you going to choose to do that, and how consistently are you going to be doing it? Is is really what people are going to start to measure? You know? Yeah, that was a good way to to put it. So, um, yeah, so we're just, we're hoping that in this hiatus, um, you know, we're going to come back in the fall and, and we do hope that we're able to report, especially within our own worlds, um, some more progress and things that we're seeing because Mm -hmm. we have a lot of brands and also Delilah and I are going to do a hashtag off the record on Instagram, um, the end of June, but we're going to talk about this as well. But there are a lot of brands who are like saying a lot of words. A lot of brands are putting out a lot of stuff. I but need you guys to take notes on who's saying what take and check notes, like make a list. Yes, yes. <laughs> because in three to six months, a year, we want to actually measure what that looks like, you know. And 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 a lot of brands are gonna fall off. They are. So we we really want to see who's really for real and who's not. Absolutely, and and feel free to hold people accountable. And, and just have grace in doing so um, and be open to continue having those hard conversations. They're, they're going to have to keep coming up for some time. But I'm all here. And for me personally, I'm all in in doing the work and, and however that allows me to show up to, to do my part. And, and for my contribution, I'm, I'm willing I'm willing to continue on that road. Yeah, the same, 100%. But definitely stay tuned for what we have to come. We'll be not recording new episodes, but we will still be dropping new content from our series. Um, H will be in our Lunch and Learn next week, June 23rd. Yes, Heartbeat Guild, This Brown Life, yes. Yes, so make sure to follow her. Make sure to tune in. Um, Our newsletters will be continuing. Subscribe to that. Um, we'll still be making appearances on social, so we're not going totally dormant. Um, we just trying to re, um, distribute our time into other aspects of the business. Absolutely. 
And on that note, I think we're out. Have a great summer, y'all. Have a great summer. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Non-Corporate Girls Podcast. We're headed back into our 9 to 5s tomorrow, but don't forget you're 5 to 9. I'm Delilah, and you can follow me at Miss Delilah C. And I'm Ayana. Follow me at the underscore Aya underscore brand. Don't forget to follow the podcast at Non-Corporate Girls on your favorite streaming platform and sign up to our newsletter to stay in the know. Until next time.